Gracious Heavenly Father, we thank you for this cold morning that make us appreciate the warmth of your love more than usual. Protect us not only from the virus, but also from the evil for your name's sake. Speak and teach us now so that we can trust you and serve you today. In the most heartwarming name of Jesus, we pray. Amen. Let's read Second uh, Peter chapter 2, verse 1 to 12, 1 uh, to 11. 2 Peter chapter 1, verse 1 to 11. Simon Peter, a servant and apostle of Jesus Christ, to those who, through the righteousness of our God and Savior, Jesus Christ, have received a faith as precious as ours. Grace and peace be yours in abundance through the knowledge of God and of Jesus our Lord. His divine power has given us everything we need for a godly life through the knowledge of Him who called us by His own glory and goodness. Through this, He has given us His very great and precious promises, so that through them you may participate in the divine nature, having escaped the corruption in the world caused by evil desires. For this very reason, make every effort to add to your faith, goodness, and to goodness, knowledge, and to knowledge, self-control, and to self-control, perseverance, and to perseverance, godliness, and to godliness, mutual affection, and to mutual affection, love. For if you possess these qualities in increasing manner, they will keep you from being ineffective and unproductive in your knowledge of our Lord Jesus Christ. But whoever does not have them is nearsighted and blind, forgetting that they have been cleansed from their past sins. Therefore, my brothers and sisters, make every effort to confirm your, call, your calling and election. For if you do these things, you will never stumble, and you will receive a rich welcome into the eternal kingdom of our Lord and Savior Jesus Christ. Amen. This passage uh, is a, uh, I have uh, so much to say about this passage, but uh, for the uh, time's sake, I'll focus on one, uh, just uh, three things. But first of all, verse 4, it is uh, one of the most popular and quoted uh, passages in, in the, among the early Christian writers and their sermons. That is, God, uh, through God's promises, through the God's you know, knowledge, we have, he has given us his very great promises so that through them you may participate in the divine nature, having escaped the corruption of the world caused by the evil desires. Here, Peter defined the salvation, not just uh, something futuristic, something that uh, uh, salvation from hell or salvation, you know, means that going to heaven, 
All those our popular pejorative understanding of salvation is not Peter's. Peter says salvation means we participate in the divine nature. That means we are acquiring the qualities and characters of God, that we becoming like God. Once again, theosis, becoming like God, deification. This is all the languages of uh, Greco-Roman religions. And the major difference is that in that religion, in that mythology, in that culture, only the heroes become divine at the end of a life. But Peter was saying, through great promise of God and Jesus Christ, you, ordinary people become divine and become like God. And I have a great, I have a personal testimony on this verse, because I'm, I, I came from the Buddhist background. In the Buddhist background, salvation means a nirvana, extinguishing the craving of the flesh. You overcome your flesh with the enlightenment or nirvana. That is a Buddhist understanding of a salvation. So when I read verse four, you may understand that I was shocked the New Testament has a, this, this very Buddhist-like language. You may participate in divine nature so that you can overcome the corruption of the world caused by evil desire. So I was literally in the shock and said, my goodness, even the Buddhist ideal is accomplished by Jesus Christ. And here I almost said the uh, Buddha would praise God and follow Jesus had he born a little bit later and met Christ. And then the second one that I noticed in this passage is that uh, verse 5 to 8, someone called this is a Peter's, um, Peter's mini, verse, mini beatitude because here Peter mentions eight qualities of a Christian life. And he starts with a faith, he ends with a love. So faith to love, in between, he put goodness, knowledge, self-control, perseverance, godliness, and mutual affection. And uh, do you remember Jesus gave uh, eight qualities or beatitudes on Sermon on Mount? And Peter also gave uh, eight qualities. We can we cannot make an exact correspondence, but here another incredible uh, reflection and the message of a Peter is this: faith to love. It's not just a, it's not just a word. It is a life. It is a dynamic life. It has every virtues and characters of God in it. And if you look at the faith and goodness, knowledge, self-control, perseverance, godliness, and mutual affection and love, becoming like God or participating in divine nature means we're becoming holy and fully in every way we're becoming like human, made in God's image, or precisely becoming like Christ. So not only personally, not only intellectually, but socially, spiritually, ethically, morally, 
in every way. There is a no dimension, no, no realm of our life which is not affected by divine nature that God blessed us. So we are, Daniel Clark, you're right. The faith we have is absolutely precious and a treasure. Now the last point that I want to share is a warning. Peter said, verse 8, if you possess these qualities, not just he said if we possess these qualities, but he said if you possess these qualities in increasing man measure, they will keep you from being ineffective and unproductive in your knowledge of our Lord Jesus Christ. Peter said there are actually some people who are ineffective and unproductive with the knowledge of our Lord Jesus Christ. There are some Christians we know are static with the knowledge of our Lord Jesus Christ. The, the Greek word for unproductive literally means without fruit. That reminds us of the Jesus cursing of the fig, uh, uh, fig tree that didn't have, uh, that have a lot of uh, uh, leaves but no fruit. Yes, it is possible for us to have knowledge of our Lord, but unproductive. If we don't seek these qualities, about these eight qualities or divine nature in an increasing manner. So here is a warning. Spiritual growth is not a matter that Christians can treat lightly. It is goal to which we need to give ourselves, body and soul, every day of our life. Peter said, make every effort, make every effort. It is God who gave us the ability to become godly. It is our responsibility to use God-given promises and power available for us so that we can work at becoming people who pleases God in every phase of our life. Too many Christians are content to simply being Christian. Happy simply know they won't go to hell. But you have to know that is not Peter's version of a Christian life, nor the New Testament, nor the early Christian version of a New Testament. True Christian never rests content with a, such a minimal, minimal, bare minimal, minimalist level of a Christian experience. The knowledge of our Lord Jesus Christ should always spark the unquenchable desire, insatiable quest to know him better and better and seek to use that knowledge in service of loving others. Dear brothers and sisters, let us remember, for us, participating in divine nature, it is not a dream. It is not a, some kind of religious mysticism. It is the most concrete promise that God gave us in Jesus Christ. And truly, what Buddha dreamed of became a reality for you and me. Let us follow God in an increasing manner. Let us make the knowledge of our Lord Jesus Christ effective and productive in every area of our life. Let us pray. I love you, Lord, and I lift my voice 
to worship you. As my soul rejoices only in you and your promise, take my joy, my King, and everything I say and do may reflect your great promise of a divine nature in me by the Holy Spirit. Amen. <laughs>